I'm Gabs. And I'm Liz. And welcome, and welcome to, to Bear Tropes, Tropes Battle for, for Dominance. Dominance. I'm not even going to try and say that was good or not because knowing us, it was bad. Uh, it's knowing us, like, it's the opposite of whatever we say. We were like, is. oh my God, that was awful. Like, it'll be almost perfect. And right. So we're like, oh my God, we did so well. Exactly. It'll be like the worst thing you've ever heard. Tropes, tropes. Like, yeah. it's awful. <laughs> the echo. <laughs> It'd be um, like that. But yeah, so Liz, how has your week been? Uh, pretty good. That's good. That's good. Um, Not anything like exciting or Um, I went to go visit my friend up at their college because they're renting an apartment, so mm-hmm. I stayed with them. That's fun. I found the funniest thing. Mm-hmm. So my friend goes to a, one of the SUNY schools. Those of you who do not know, that's this one of the State University of New York's. There's like mm-hmm. freaking fifty billion of them. Liz and I went to one. But, yes. But so um, she's showing me, and she goes, oh, yeah, you want to see this shirt I got at, like, one of our throwback nights? Because we were talking about Twilight. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it was from a throwback night. And literally on the back, it says, like, their residence hall is Team Edward. And it's a photo Stop. of Edward and And I'm like, this is what our taxes are going to in New York. I, I love, love that, it. though. I unironically <laughs> loved that. It was so funny. I literally laughed for, like, 20 fucking minutes. As you should. It was so unbelievable. It was crazy. Oh, my God. I love that. Um, is, who was a Sue? Sue, yes. Oh my God, can uh can I go to Sue's school? <laughs> yes. But, um, um, otherwise, like we vibed. We uh, I went out to like dinner and we got drunk. That's which good. Was fun, as always. For yeah. Those. Um, I guess the time all of you will be listening to this, I will be on one of my last shifts at the restaurant I Woo! work at. So I start my new job at the middle school. The on big Monday. girl job. Woo! I'm so excited for you. You're going to do so well there. I'm so excited. I'm ready. It's actually really funny because I found out. So um, my elementary school didn't have full day kindergarten when I went. They had half day, but they had this thing called kinder club. And so since both of my parents worked, they like had to like pay for that because like Uh they weren't home to watch me. And so I found out that one of the teaching assistants from when I was in kinder club mm-hmm. is going to be working with me in the same <gasps> classroom. Oh, that's adorable. I'm just like, this is probably so crazy to her where it's like this kid I had in kindergarten is working with me now. I love stories like that. Um, it's I'm excited. It's going to be fun. But I was just like, whoa, that's crazy. When I was in high school, my, I think it was my 11th grade literature teacher or my 10th grade literature teacher, I think, um, she and her sister both worked at the school and they were there like early 20s they had Mm -hmm. gone to my high school and then they came back and taught there and i just think that's adorable and uh my best friend who's going to school for elementary education right now actually wants to do the same she wants to go back and teach at our old elementary school and i'm like that's adorable you'd never catch me alive there again but like that's (laughs) cute you know (laughs) oh the trauma i have in the middle school i'm working in yikes right um, wait it's the one you went to Yes, it's my, it's my middle school. You didn't know that? Oh, no, my goodness. Yeah, Good working luck. at my middle school. That's why I'm like, that's why I feel comfortable being like, it's the crustiest building in the right. school system. Like, because right. I work, because I, because I, I, I went there. I know it's the crustiest. Building. Stop. You're it's right. a crusty ass building. I'm letting you know. They, they renovated my middle school like the year after I graduated from there. So now it's actually like really nice. 
the <laughs> elementary school is really really nice mm-hmm. and then like my the high school it's like a little bit older but the parts are really nice the front of my high school like low-key looks like a college campus which Ooh. is really funny yeah my high school is kind of the same I got at one time I got targeted ads for this online university mm-hmm. and the photo they were using was the front of my fucking high school. Stop, that's so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, well, what I know this isn't even a college. Like, right. what the hell? So it was funny. But yeah. That's crazy. The middle school is just like a box and old and very hot. Yeah. Checks fun. out. Checks out. Love the Northeast. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's still exciting. I'm what excited about for you to start. Your week? Um, had excitement happen. Uh, I, yeah, I, Liz texted me, like, uh, was that Saturday night last week? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the week before this episode aired, uh, airs. And um, I was like, hey, you want to record tomorrow? And I was like, I am evacuating for the storm in three hours. <laughs> it was, Did it like, end up actually it's so, being that so, bad hold where up, you hold were? Because it was supposed to be as bad as a storm, like, from the 80s or something like it was supposed to be devastating to the point yeah, it was like that, nothing that nick's parents my boyfriend's parents were like you guys should evacuate come stay with us until the storm passes so we packed the cat the lizards like all our stuff for like a, at least like three days we we're like that should be good um they had already like canceled um the first day of my grad school they had sent all the undergrad students home off campus and made them sure. sign a waiver if they were staying on campus and so i was like oh my god this is going to be crazy right no we it literally fine. it it literally like nothing happened it was just like a rainstorm yeah and it was apparently really consistent it was like well at least where i was it was like on and off like it was not what i was expecting to be fair I, I, did, I lived through sandy so right. Sandy was awful like absolutely awful but this was literally like you could have told me this was a regular rainstorm and i would have believed you like it was fine to be fair i was it was like the only reason it wasn't horrible apparently is because it like got stuck over philly and that slowed it down supposedly but I was just annoyed because, like, I literally had to leave work early. Um, They had canceled Mm -hmm. my work the following day. I, like, was just under this impression that it was going to be a lot worse than it was. And obviously I'm glad that it wasn't, you know, a horrible event. But, oh, my God, like, the fact that I had to pack, like, everything, like, my life up and my cat just as she had gotten settled in, it was just really annoying. And then also um, the first day of grad school, of course, was canceled. Um which was a pain in the half, so. But on the bright side, mm-hmm. I have officially started grad school now, Woo! so. <laughs> Yay! I'm, uh, it's, it's been pretty fun so far. It's definitely, like, a little nerve-wracking, just, um. I feel like it's, it's, like, nerve-wracking. Like, at least for me, when I look at grad school, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, this is, like, big league school. Yeah, like, exactly. I have to be so perfect. Ex- that's exactly how I feel, where it's not, like, it's not like I don't feel like I deserve to be there or something like that. It's just, it just, um, I just feel like I can't make, like, mess up, you know? Like, yeah, I there's so much at stake, and there really isn't even that much at stake. Like, I can mess up, and I'd be okay, but it just doesn't feel like I can, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. I'm, like, writing my, like, essays and my response mm-hmm. questions, and I'm literally, like, I have to sound so smart, like, <laughs> any little teeny tiny in minuscule like period out of place well i mean like that's like getting in but i'm right. like it's just it's still so nerve-wracking because you're like this is the big boy education time well for like, what it's worth liz i think you were very intelligent and should have no issues well gabs i want you to know that you are also very intelligent Aww. and you deserve to be there and i think you will do great 
Thank you, Liz. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's that's basically what uh, my week has been. Just uh, grad school and work and applying for internships so that my parents will get off my back about um, applying for said internships. <laughs> and um, I actually uh, just tonight heard back from one of them that I was really excited about. So no word yet because I don't want to jinx it, but um sounds promising so far would you be doing the internship plus like working at your current job? no if i um got an internship i would leave uh oh, the sick. retail store because so I... I really hope you get that <laughs> an internship <laughs> like damn to be fair it's not like the worst thing in the world to work there but it's not like the most enjoyable thing either so yeah uh it, it's retail it is it is what it is um but all that being said, I I think that's it as far as um, news goes. Yeah. Um, other than like, I don't really want to talk about Overwatch because that um, is not great right now and not in a great place. But mm-hmm. like, obviously, you guys know I still play and um, I'm getting even better at it. So that's all I'll say on that topic. <laughs> I'm just very <laughs> proud of myself. Oh my goodness. Um, but that being said, Liz, you got to pick this week. You want to go ahead and get into it? So, yeah, you remember how when I left the grocery store, I chose a, I chose a topic to go along with that? Right. I did the same thing. Oh, I love that. So I'm doing Restaurant AU this week. I love that. Um, there wasn't a fan lore page for it, but also I feel like it's kind of just very mm-hmm. straightforward. Definitely. It's like character, one, at least one character within the fic works at a restaurant in some capacity. Mm-hmm. In some capacity. I always see it as, like, busboy, usually. Yeah, busboy, waiter, you know, like, one of those. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's rarely the host. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never seen one where it's, like, a host host Never, yeah. Um, As well as chefs do make an appearance, but usually that'll just be labeled as, like, a chef at you. Yeah, I agree. Like, a restaurant. It does happen, but not always. Um... (laughs) But, yeah, I like restaurant I use. Um, it's in the domain of, like, mundane shit I like. The domestic. We know Liz. We the, know. This is, this, is my, this is my shit. This, this is, is my Liz's bread, bread and butter. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. My bread and butter. Thing. Oh, I hate it. Um, and, yeah, it's also characters that don't work at a restaurant in the main canon, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about you, Gabs? You you read any restaurant AUs? Like any restaurant AUs? I I don't know. I don't. I can't like. I feel like um the closest I've gotten would be like the classic coffee shop AU because I mean sometimes that would be like in a restaurant or sometimes when you read like a band AU um it's like a band playing at a restaurant or a club so I think that's like the closest mm-hmm. I get but I don't think I've really ever read anything or at least something that's coming to mind where it was an AU where characters like worked at a restaurant um <laughs> but yeah I like love domestic stuff like this mm-hmm. I thought it was funny now that I've worked in a restaurant I think I it's very fitting. More, I have some new perspective, and I think it'll be great. Maybe if, uh, I mean, hopefully we'll still be doing the podcast when I leave my next job to go to grad school. That and is then the I'll plan. A middle school AU, I Oh my guess. god, stop. I would love that. Yeah, that'll be that'll be my life. But um, yeah, so the fic I chose today is called Promotional Material by Lady Drace on AO3. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It is a uh, Styles X Derek fix because, like, we we do not talk about Teen Wolf for, like, the amount of fix we do from Teen Wolf. Like, what do you mean? Like, we don't talk about, like, how, like our love of Teen Wolf we that really much don't. for how many fix we choose of Teen Wolf. Like, you would think, like, Teen Wolf would be our, like, I mean, it's my shit. That's actually, that's actually a really good point. But, like, we're, like, we do Teen Wolf, like, once a month and, like, we never mention it. Yeah, but. that's that's actually that's a fair point. We just don't um, talk about it. We like Teen Wolf. I got really into Teen Wolf this year. Mm. Um, werewolves are my favorite like mythical creature thing, so I'm into. This. I used to be really into Teen Wolf. I'm not as much anymore. Um, but I was like really into it in uh, high school, so it the definitely fans, has some space in my heart. The fans on Ao3 for Teen Wolf are fucking crazy. Oh, they're so <laughs> horny. It's really There's, funny. They're so horny. It's like absolutely. It's insane. actually a little worrying how horny they are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like and sometimes. So sometimes I just see them and I'm like, please get some help, please. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, Team Wolf fans on Ao3 never stop writing. You give me. They really don't. And okay, joy. but but like I, I know mean, that's not what you meant. But like they they actually like ne- like. For a fandom that really doesn't have that much source material anymore, like... As well as a fandom that's... I mean, Team Wolf stands don't come for me, but, like, pretty dead. Yeah, it, no, Otherwise, it is. Outside of outside of AO3, you wouldn't think it would get the amount of fix it no, does you, still. you're exactly right. You are exactly Team Wolf right, Liz. fans, keep going. I love you so much. <laughs> Continue, please. For real. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as I said, we chose, I chose a Styles and Derek fic. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I forget whose, like, perspective this is. Mm-hmm. It's, like, kind of just, uh, it's, like, you know when they write it where it's, like, it's not from any person's, like, particular it's not like perspective? It's, it's a neutral narrator. It's very neutral. Okay, um, well, who do you want to read for them? Honestly, I guess I'll read for Derek, because he's the leader in this one. Okay. It's, so it's more takes, like you. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm not a waiter, but... I mean, um, but he, takes, he works in the restaurant more. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what um, I mean. But this takes place at, like, I think, like, it's supposed to be, like, a diner in, like, a small town. Okay. Which is kind of one of the pla- type of places I ate when I went to go visit my friend in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I love diners. Diners have such a strong place in my heart, being from New York. I... <sighs> I just my favorite everything. Yeah, but like for me, it's like nothing tops Waho. So like I don't want a diner diner. I want to go to Waho. Like if somebody in the South says diner, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Waho's around the corner. We will not have this argument. <laughs> <laughs> Liz doesn't like Waffle House and doesn't believe I it mean, deserves the to, hype it gets. To be fair, I have never been there, so I will not say like I don't like it. I would mm-hmm. like to try it. No, you don't. But you roast it. Every single time I bring it up, I Liz will, is like, that go. looks I like god-awful. She's like, that looks it like hell on awful. earth. It does not look good. Because at least at a diner, like I will get some food at a diner that's like, top tier food like no you don't go there for top tier food liz that's not what but, waffle house is for but then like why not get because you'd go We're there for the southern hospitality argument. the southern hospitality gonna... is what it's about well, i'm not gonna get any of these southern hospitality up here in new york yeah i'm not so... so yeah i'm not comparing it to a new york diner but i'm saying if you're in the south and you're like let's go to a diner you better be talking about waho because otherwise like what the fuck is wrong with you 
okay, that will be fair enough. But I would, <laughs> I would love, I would love to try Waffle House. Okay, so next time you're down here or down in the south, we're trying Waffle. Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna make you make you eat those words, Liz. Uh, I might like cry when I go, but that's okay. You know. I think uh, that's the beauty of Waho is that you can cry and nobody will. And no one it. will judge you. No one would judge you. I have. Waho I mean, is like my favorite. That's also kind of like the New York City subway story. True <laughs> facts. Um, my Waho is just like my favorite. Wait. like place to go and not be judged for existing there because like nobody like Waho is a true like liminal space. Question: How what? do you like this? Waffle House has the same energy as a New York City subway. Absolutely. Oh, I love that even I more. I can absolutely vibe with that. That is an accurate definition for I love sure. that even more. Oh my god. Now I get it. Now I get it. <laughs> now you understand. You understand. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Enough rambling. We can get into the fic now. Okay. Um, are we Are we actually going to read a fic, Liz? I don't know. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, don't you have one of those what's the word again oh right a life derek asks holding up the coffee pot in question style sticks his tongue out at derek's words but still holds up his cup for the offered refill uh, what good is a life when there's a nugget of gold like this 24-hour dump to hang out in that's me with waho <laughs> um i'll never stop being amazed how you can praise something and then insult it in the same sentence of course you're amazed at my skill i'm amazing Styles beams and then winces because he always somehow forgets that the coffee will be hot immediately after a refill. <laughs> I can just imagine like Styles like twitching slightly and then it all just like pouring all over his hands. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? He'd be like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Like, and like him consistently do it all the fucking time. Styles is like the original ADHD icon. Oh, yeah, 100%. For someone so brilliant, he's weirdly dumb sometimes but then again regardless of his level of bookish intellect he still chooses to spend most nights sitting at the counter of a mediocre family diner in a not great part of town so that probably should have been a sign (laughs) a sign of what exactly derek isn't sure but definitely an indication that there's something wrong with styles and consequently that there's something even more wrong with derek because he likes the guy likes him a lot to an extent where he's started actually asking for a night shift just to hang out with him. It's pathetic. That's cute. Right. Amazing. Sure. Don't front. You adore me. Eh, Derek shrugs. You keep (laughs) us in business. (laughs) Styles snorts. Doubtful, considering your limitless refills. That's just coffee. I'm pretty sure we'd tank without you eating all the curly fries we got. Wait, curly fries and coffee sounds like such a weird mix. Curly fries and iced coffee could hit. That's, that's maybe, but saying. like hot coffee, like that's hot just coffee. So that's weird. that's rough. That's just yeah, it's a little awkward. Uh, mm, curly fries. Style moons, eyes going distant. Me too. <laughs> I could totally use some right now. I want curly fries now, man. I literally have some in my fridge. <laughs> Fuck. When you come over, I'll make you some in our air fryer. Oh, thank you. The air fryer is a lifesaver, right? It really is. Mine cracked my counter. It was really bad. Get a mat to put underneath it. <laughs> oh, please. shit. We, we usually put it, like, away when we're not using it. No, like, just get a mat. Like, Oh, please. really? Like, the heat? Yeah, like, we thought oh, wow. we were fine because we're like, oh, yeah, no, this isn't the type of um, counter that cracks when you use your air fryer. Apparently, it doesn't oh, matter. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's fine because we were thinking of redoing it soon anyway, but... Mm-hmm. 
A well, note to everyone out there with air fryers, please be careful, get a rubber mask and put it good, underneath it. Good to know, I guess. <laughs> um, I'll have to let Nick know. Derek raises an eyebrow at him. It's 3 a.m. and you had a sandwich less than an hour ago. I'm a growing boy! Right. The Waho hours are unreal. This, this feels like somebody from the South writing about Waho. <laughs> I am! It's gratifying in a petty kind of way how Styles squirms as Derek looks him up and down. In what areas are you expecting to grow exactly? <laughs> you know. Uh, never no, you yes! mind, asshole. <laughs> Styles says it actually crosses his leg like Derek asks him something loose. See? We <laughs> have the same point. <laughs> not. Stop it with a third degree and whip me up some curly fries. Chop, chop, minion. I'm not paid enough for this. Derek grumbles as he gets the fries That's started. me, like, every second of my job. <laughs> Mood. Uh, of course not, which is why I, as a concerned citizen, am here on my precious free time offering my services to keep you company and in business. You're telling me you're here out of the goodness of your heart? Well, it sure ain't for the coffee. Style house and pours an extra packet of sugar into his cup. Judging from his grimace as he tastes it, it doesn't make much of a difference. Uh, I know, it's crap. I want to make this place better, but I'm just an employee. I can't change anything. Style seems to be studying him. What, really? Yeah, I mean, this isn't what I planned on doing, but I kind of like it. And I want to do more with it. Huh, I have to admit I'm a little surprised. You complain a lot for someone who likes it. You'd complain too if something you enjoy was being kept at a shitty level because management doesn't see a future here. Me at my old fucking job. Facts. Holy shit. The amount I complained about it, I'm like, yeah, but like, my coworkers are so nice. I love them. Oh my gosh. You're valid, Liz. <laughs> but you do? Derek nods, keeping his eyes on the fryer. He has an exact... He hasn't actually ever told anyone of this, but somehow it's easy with Styles. Are you serious about this? Styles asks after a long pause. I mean, if you could actually make this happen, would you be ready to work for it? Turning around, Derek stares at Styles. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Styles nods and then cracks a tiny smile. Would you let me help you? How exactly do you think you'd be able to help me? The style on smile. The, the style on smile. Love it. <laughs> I'm so scatterbrained today. It's okay. The smile on Styles' face grows as he boots up his laptop. You know how you've said a few times that I seem smart, but you can't figure out how? I'm about to show you how. Honestly, Styles in the show always pulling up whenever anyone needs any information. He's Facts. Like, no, he's okay. always like, he's like, I can do the research. And then he just like 3D chess in his mind and he knows exactly what's he's happening. He's like, pulls like a BBC Sherlock, like, let me look in my mind palace where it is. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. For the remainder of the night shift, Styles interrogates Derek about everything. What'd he do if he was manager? How he'd change things? What'd he do for the employees? For the menu? For the wages? For the expenses? For renovations? And, most importantly, how to pay for it all. Derek has ideas, but he'd never really known where to even start expanding on them. Styles does. Only a few days later, he's formulated a battle plan. Derek doesn't know what else to call it. It sounds great, and Derek feels weirdly bolstered by it. Enough so that when Styles 
tells him it's good to go, Derek doesn't waste any time taking it to the owners. He doesn't actually think anything much will come from it. There's a vague hope that maybe the owners will at least realize that things aren't so great and maybe listen to their employees more in the future. He does not expect to be called in for an actual job interview for the manager's job. Taking the job he's offered is a no-brainer, but it does mean no more night shifts, and it's not like he'd ever ask for a customer's numbers even when he likes as much as Styles. So Derek resigns himself to do without the snarky commentary on every topic imaginable every night and sets about fixing up the place. He's helping, he's helping, I think they meant to say he's helping put up their design with a lot less neon and a lot less rust. But there's a slow clap from the ground. Looks great. What are you doing here? It's daylight. Derek yells down at him, grinning like a madman and feeling a shocking amount of joy seeing Styles at all. The night gremlin told me you'd gotten promoted. Congrats! Thanks. Wait, you mean Isaac? Styles shrugs. Probably. His curly fries suck. I love that Styles just called Isaac the night gremlin. I relate to Styles a lot in this fic. I honestly, he very much is giving you energy. <laughs> he really is. Dude, what's funny, too, is that um, when I was into Team Wolf, I also was a lacrosse player. So oh, my God, Gaz. I used to roast um, how they would play lacrosse because, like, it was very obvious that they didn't actually play. <laughs> like, the yeah, actors. I was... I didn't really do many sports. The only sports, like, sweatshirt or merch I have left in, like, my drawers is mm-hmm. my friend's, like, field hockey, um, like, sweatshirt with, like her last name on it and Mm -hmm. it's like very obviously like not my last name Mm -hmm. it's it's like honestly pretty funny when i walk around (laughs) but uh yes we all make them the same styles derek laughs as he climbs off the ladder leaving boyd to secure the last bolts Eh, yours are just better or maybe you're biased derek says and he doesn't even care that boyd is openly snorting at how flirtatious he sounds he's not about to fire himself for inappropriate behavior towards a customer Want some? Boy, do I ever. Styles purrs, and Derek can't help but Not the purr. The purr. (laughs) Curly fries, Styles, on on the house as a thank you for all your help. Styles grins at him, openly delighted. Sure, you can start with those. You'll still owe me, though. Oh, Derek says, holding open the door for Styles to step inside. Like what? Like a few dozen dates with opportunity for promotion to going steady. That's cute. I love that, that is really cute. Uh, Derek smiles at him and follows him to his regular seat at the corner. Is getting me promotion some kind of hobby for you? Just looking out for your interests. Styles says casually and then adds softer. Kind of hoping they'll end up being my interests too. Aww. I love this ending. I'd say your chances are pretty good, Derek says, just as softly, and then saunters around the corner. Leave your number, and I'll get back to you. I, that's so funny, though, because I'm just like, that's how, that's Mm -hmm. like my mom's, like. That's my, like, voicemail. My mom's like, it's like, leave your number, and I'll get back to you. Yeah, no, absolutely, that's the voicemail. (laughs) Fucker. Stylus says, but he's beaming like the sun, and Derek feels like it's going to be a sunny. It's going to be sunny for a long time. Aww. End. And they physically wrote end in the fix. I that was I really cute, it. Liz. I, I like. I want to say thank you as if I wrote it, but I didn't. Right. <laughs> it's a good one. It's definitely a good one. I love it. Um, but I will definitely continue reading restaurant AUs in the future because, as I said, 
this kind of stuff is my shit. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I I like the, the whole domestic game. I'm not going to go looking for this, but if it co- pops up with a ship and, like, tags I like, I would probably be up for it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think uh, that's, um, that's about yeah. it for me, though. I, is there anything else we should need to say? Mm, no. I think we're good. Um, so, what did you get randomly assigned this week, Gab? I got randomly assigned Immortality! Oh my god, what will we ever talk about <laughs> with Immortality? So, funnily enough, not what you think! <laughs> it's never what I think, Gab! <laughs> well, I didn't want to be too predictable, but we'll, we'll get there, we'll get there. So, I got Immortality, not like Immortality AU, not like, you know like just like straight up immortality so um i just decided to go with some like definitions and stuff again um just to like spice it up a bit because it's such otherwise it'd be like kind of straightforward and not really that like fun to talk about in my opinion so um let's get so i will say i kind of skipped um like naming examples of shows and media with immortal characters just because there's so many now because of like the hype that twilight created so i felt like it'd be kind of pointless to try and list as many as i could it's also just like yeah there's so much there's so many and it's it's straightforward enough that it's like we don't have to describe what examples are exactly like Like, you if you you know know what the character's immortal yeah um so the most basic definition is like living forever with an unending existence and like that is specifically usually in reference to um the physical human body as well and or the soul of the human and i'll get more into the difference of like what the immortality definitions in a minute but um when i googled i just straight up googled like immortality just to get to the wiki and the the first two things that showed up were like people also ask is immortality possible how do I become immortal? And I just thought that was really funny that I people, like, Google that. Like, how do I become immortal? I just thought it was really funny that someone, like, takes time out of their day to, like, fucking Google this. Um, uh, but, yeah, so then it's also referenced in a lot of religions, um, a lot of cultures, even as recent as the 50s. It was popularly, um, like, believed to, like that immortality would come to the humans in the near future um it was a lot of like uh books from like the past hundred years or so estimate like 2021 like around now being the time that we would see immortality so i thought that was pretty cool and funny because obviously we're closer to immortality than we were 200 years ago um but some of the religions that you see it referenced in um explicitly are the ancient greek religions buddhism christianity hinduism judaism taoism and i'd never heard of this religion before zoroastrianism i apologize if i mispronounced that at all but um i didn't get a chance to really look into it because i was rushing my notes today but um i thought that was cool that it was mentioned so the other thing i want to talk about the definitions is that the reason that i said like the specific definition of immortality is living forever but like specifically like the body and soul is because there's such a thing as biological immortality so the majority of time when we reference immortality in um terms of fiction we're talking about like the physical body like a vampire is immortal like their body is immortal forever but before like popular media like the concept of immortality was actually usually usually um, talked about in terms of souls and um, religion. So in terms of like gods being immortal, not so much as in humans being immortal. Um, and scientists actually use the term biologically immortal because there's no such thing as truly immortal because 
everything can die. It might not be because of the aging, but everything can die that's currently on Earth, as far as we know, that we've discovered, which is creepy to think about when you think about it that way. Um, but biological immort- immortality just means that the rate of mortality is not correlated with aging. So in more simple terms, that just means the older you get does not make you more likely to die. So if you're a human and you turn 80, you're more likely to die of old age than you were when you were 20. That's not the case when you're biologically immortal. Um, you can still die from illness, disease, being killed, etc. But you're, you're not going to be more likely to die because you're of your age. Um, it was actually first used to describe cancer cells and other cells that aren't subject to the Hayflick limit. So the Hayflick limit is um, what's used in science to uh, determine the, or like the, to talk about the amount of times a cell can divide due to um, telomeres, I think is what it is. It's like basically the more times your cells divide, the less, like, it, it, there's like a limit on how often they can divide, right? Like they can't just keep multiplying endlessly. Like there's a reason that your cells die. I blocked they can't... everything from my last biology class. Yes, so the, I'm doing like the most basic bio lesson right now. Basically, like your cells die, right? Like your skin cells, you scratch them, they're dying or whatever. But like even if you don't scratch them, if your skin cells stay the way they are, they're going to die because um, the more times that they duplicate, the shorter their telomeres get and some other things get, which makes them die. Um, so... That's a fun little fact. Um, mm-hmm. So, biolo- like I said, biological immortality is just used to describe um, things that aren't subject to the Hayflick limit. So, um, some species that aren't cells, um, uh, besides bacteria and yeast, because a lot of bacteria and yeast is also biologically immortal. Uh, some species that we have found to be uh, biologically immortal are the Blanding's turtle, something called Olm, O-L-M. I've never heard of that before. The Eastern Box turtle, Red Sea urchin, Rough Eye rockfish. Ocean quahog clam. I don't know if I said that right. Um, the Teredopsis, Teredopsis dorney jellyfish, and asexual planarian flatworms. And in 2018, they found some evidence that suggests that naked mole rats are also biologically immortal, but they're not positive yet, which I thought was really interesting because, like, um, I was like, okay, that's like a more common animal that I would see. Um, and then a really like popular myth is that lobsters are immortal, but they are like biologically immortal. They actually are not biologically immortal. The reason people um, think that is because they actually have longer telomeres, so they can duplicate uh, their cells more and more. But and also because lobsters are less likely to die of old age, they die more likely of um, something ha- going wrong when they molt their shell. Because that's why people thought lobsters are immortal. They thought they just kept growing new shells. Uh, but they don't uh, so usually they die of like exhaustion or like a failed molding fun little fact (laughs) but that's a little little, um marine biology lesson yeah exactly but um so that's about all i have on mortality i wasn't gonna do a whole like science and religious expose on it um because again like i did these notes in like 15 minutes because (laughs) i forgot we were recording (laughs) and liz Um, texts me and i'm like fuck (laughs) Well, Gabs, would you want to be immortal ever? Um, see, my thing is, I couldn't be, like, I would want my cat to be immortal, or at least live as long as me. Like, if I had the option to choose between immortality and my cat living as long as me, I would choose, like, my cat living as long as me. Because she's, like, 13 now, and I've been crying for the past, like, literally, and I'm not even exaggerating, the past five years, anytime I think about her aging, I, like, burst into tears. (laughs) It's really sad. So, yeah. What about you, Liz? Would you be immortal? Fuck no. <laughs> really? Um, for me, it's, I, I think about the whole problem where it's, like, in Twilight, mm-hmm. where it's, like, this is also why I don't think I could ever be, like, Team Edward, because the idea of having to, like, never see my, my like, loved ones, like, my family or my friends ever again, mm-hmm. like, 
so unappealing to me. Well, see, if I was a vampire, I would so simply make all my loved ones vampires. Would you? Yeah, but, like, you can't actually do that. Yes, I can. Who's stopping me? Um, Carlo? Like, genuine question. No, like, genuine question. Like, Bella's like, oh, I'm gonna have to leave my dad. Who is stopping her from changing Charlie into a vampire? But then that's even more people who are like, well, then I have to do this and blah, blah, blah. Okay, but, like, like, Charlie literally, like, he only, only, like, met, like, um, his dead best friend's wife, like, as a romantic interest at the very end of the series. I mean, I know that's true, but damn, you don't gotta say it like that. Right? But no, but I was saying, like, like, besides Sue, like, he didn't really have any quote-unquote loved ones besides fucking, like, Billy Black, and, like, if he becomes a vampire, he gets to hang out with Jacob. Yeah, so he gets to hang out with Jacob forever if he becomes a vampire, because Jacob's also basically immortal. Because, yeah. like, we know, for, it doesn't, they don't talk about it in the movies, but we know from in the books, um, the the uh, pack, like, as long as they keep shifting, they don't age. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so, what the fuck? <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I just don't think I could be immortal because I would not be able to, like, I wouldn't want to lose That's fair. I, I also don't handle grief well. I feel like it's, like, if I could at least, like, make like the people closest in my life like also immortal as well as my animals then i could do it otherwise i definitely yeah could not do it um exactly. so but like i said um i did not do what you expected i did not pick a twilight thick i figure we, that you guys have heard enough about twilight for a podcast that is not about twilight twilight so <laughs> we do, in this podcast other than 50 shades we do everything we talk about twilight in every way shape or form except read fix we really tried not to read fix because like i like there's so many twilight like podcasts out there speaking of uh twilight podcasts um nick said that he might he'd be interested in doing one with me where it's like he's as somebody who, like, never, ever consumed any media of them, and me who's, like, obsessed, and, like, oh, just reading them that. together. Because, like, um, there's a podcast I really like, Into the Twilight. I just started it recently, uh, so please, nobody tell me about what they're doing now. But, because uh, they're at, like, 200-something <laughs> episodes, but they, um, they're, they're, the concept for them is that one, one of the hosts is really into Twilight, always, like, knows, like, literally everything, and the other person, like, knows nothing. And, um, it's really cute, and they read, like, two chapters a week. Um, but, like, Nick wants to do something like that, but but, like, we psychoanalyze it because we both have psychology degrees. And I was like, I that could it. be really fun. So I'll yeah. keep you guys posted if we actually go about doing that. Um, it might be a little too hard with the way our schedules are, but I'll let y'all know because I, I really want to do it. I love that. <laughs> he has tempted me, and now I want to do it. Um, You're okay. probably also just like, I get I can make Nick read Twilight. Exactly. No, yes! that, that is exactly why, because I get to make him read and watch the movies and, like, consume the media with me. Like, that is the only reason. <laughs> Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, so I actually chose a fanfic for the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Mass. Um, for those of you guys who haven't heard me talk about it before, um, the Throne of Glass series, I know that Sarah J. Mass is a very divisive author and that you either like her work or you hate her work. There really isn't anybody in between on her. Um, but for me, like I really love her work because when I, I was in high school, and I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but I had a really um, abusive cross coach who ended up giving me pretty severe ptsd um that i'm like still in treatment for and part of that ptsd was um him like making it so i I, like i couldn't read um when i read i would get yelled at during practice and stuff and so it just it ended up correlating to me not reading and no longer having a love for reading even though i used to finish like a book a week even Mm -hmm. more than that sometimes so when i got to college um, I really wanted to get back into reading again and somebody recommended me the Throne of Glass series so I started reading them and like 
was immediately hooked. Like, it was, um, objectively, like, it's not the best writing, it's not the best series, it's not the best plot, but it was really important to me. It got me back into reading. Like, I'm an avid reader again now, and I can thank Sarah J. Mass for that, um, as well as her, um, Court of Throne and Roses series. Like, um, I love that one, and I'm really, really into her, uh, Crescent House series, which is her newest, like, uh, new adult series, which is, um, really good in my opinion. So, sorry, rant over, but, um, I just want to say, like, sorry if Throne of Glass, like, isn't your cup of tea. It is my cup of tea, and therefore I want to do it. Uh, this is called Farewell by House underscore of underscore Galinthius. Um, it wasn't rated, but if I were to rate this, I would rate it, like, general audiences. It's, there's nothing really in it, but obviously Throne of Glass is, um, a young adult book. Like, more like a new adult book, honestly. It's, it's not meant for, like, kids, um, but if you're a kid, you shouldn't be listening anyways. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's, like, anything else I need to... Oh, yeah, so the summary for this was literally just about, um, Aelin, like, dealing with her immortality, um, so, like, seeing, like, her loved ones die. Basically what Liz said she couldn't do. Oh, fuck, you're gonna make me cry now. So I did yeah. cut out the, the last bit of it, which I'll say more when I get to, just because it was too long when I kept that in. Um, and this is pretty long, and we are already, like, pretty long in recording, so we'll see if we get through the whole thing. We might mm-hmm. uh, cut it early. So I'm gonna read for Aelin, obviously. You'll read for Rowan and also Aelin's dad. Um, mm-hmm. I think those are the only voices. Um but we'll see if there's anything more. Since Aelin had been old enough to fully understand what it meant to be immortal, she had tried not to let her thoughts be consumed by the inevitable truth that plagued her. One day her family and her friends would die, and she would be left in the world alone. The things that she once knew and loved- Oh, speaking of, um, I totally forgot to mention, major fucking spoilers if you haven't finished the series. Like, don't listen to this if you haven't finished the series and plan to. I'm so sorry. Like the series, like the the series ended like um I think almost three years ago now. Like it was October three years ago. So people have had time, but I just like totally forgot. So spoiler warning. Like yeah, that. spoiler warning. I mean, it, it's spoiler warning specifically for the romantic plot. Other than that, I wouldn't say there's much of a spo- uh, spoilers. But like the romantic uh, plot changes a lot in uh, Sarah J. Mass's book, so it is a spoiler if you're not prepared for it. Okay. Now I'm continuing. The things that she once knew and loved would be gone, and she would watch as the world shifted around her while she remained unchanged. She was lucky in so much that she had found Rowan. Her parents and friends may not be immortal, but she savored the knowledge that he would be there with her through the grief that was coming. She sat by her father's bed, his hair long gone gray, his face older, but still familiar. She held her father's favorite book in her hands, reading the pages slowly as he drifted in and out of sleep. In those brief moments of consciousness, he would hold her hand, and they would talk about the lives they'd had. He told her stories of his childhood, of his love with her mother. Aelin would only listen, trying to savor the sound of his voice, praying that even when she was hundreds of years old, she would still remember it. It had been a few hours since he last woke, the time between them getting longer with each passing minute. Still, she would not leave his side. Aelin. She turned to her mate who was loitering in the doorway, a cup of steaming tea in his hand. He moved closer, placing the tea on the table next to her. How is he? He placed his hands on her shoulders, gently massaging the knots that had formed, his thumb brushing her skin. Getting worse. Her voice cracked. They informed me it won't be long. Rowan didn't say a thing as he pulled a chair up next to her, his hand finding hers. She let a few tears fall, the drops hitting the open pages of the book. It had not been long since she had been sat by her mother's bedside, holding her hands and hearing her mother's words of encouragement, her greatest wishes and her regrets. Not that there had been many regrets. Aelin had been by her side. Her father sat with her too, both crying as they said their goodbyes. The loss of her mother was a pain she would feel for a long time. Only two years had passed, and she missed her with such ferocity that it took her by surprise sometimes. She was thankful for the time she had been given. Her parents had lived long lives, and she would be internally grateful for that time. But despite their long lives, Aelin had many more things that she wished they could have seen, could experience. They would never meet their grandchildren, something that had torn Aelin apart. 
She had cursed the Fae bloodline, unfair that it was so difficult to conceive, unfair that despite trying for years there had been no success. It will happen for us. She turned to Rowan, who was already looking at her. I just I have want- a question. Sorry. What's up? If she had kids, would those kids also be immortal? I believe so. But I what, don't. What I try to remember. I if I it's been a while since I read the series, and I I, I try to remember if I remember correctly. It's like she became immortal because oh right right. So she was only like part fae, I think, or something like that, or like cursed or something. It's been so long since I read it, and I know somebody's gonna be like, "You're wrong." Um, but if I and like Rowan, her mate is full fae, so like he was already immortal. I'm pretty sure she like became immortal at the end of the series um so i don't know if her kids would be immortal uh i actually i actually don't i just i assume that they would because Maybe it's like a, she's a ren sesame situation <laughs> no 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 i don't think it's a renter's insurance situation i think oh you don't think they're gonna age like resume <laughs> for anyone confused um our favorite uh facebook shit posting group is the twilight shit posting group and like the main thing to do in there is like to butcher renesme's name like just so change good. it with anything else that starts with the letter r <laughs> so, it's so good it's so funny because you always know what they're talking about it's exactly like what happened with like benedict cumberpatch all those years ago where people would just be like benedict squabber lot and you know who you're, you were talking about <laughs> Exactly. But it's, it's the same thing. So um, if you hear us saying random things to start with the letter R, we're talking about Renesmee. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's not It's not like Renesmee's. Um, I'm pretty sure they'd be fully fae because now Aelin is also fully fae, so I think that would make them immortal. But I might be wrong, and I've no, been meaning to reread the series anyways. But I'm saying, like, aging-wise, like, would they age to a certain age and then stay that age forever? I actually don't. See, I know that um, it, re- it kind of changes with her series, like, Sometimes, like, the author makes it so, like, her fae, like, are immortal forever, and sometimes they just age really fucking slowly. So it it really depends on the book, and I honestly can't remember which one she went with for, for this one. Um, I, see, I, see. I was just saying, like, this, this series always stuck in my mind, because I'll just never forget whichever book it was where fucking Aelin gets captured. Um, like, she knows she's gonna get captured, and so she becomes mates with Rowan, and, and, like, they ma- get married, and I just, the, the scene of him storming out, WHERE IS MY WINE?! <laughs> and then the book ends, like, has lived in my head rent-free for years now, um, and that will make no sense to you if you haven't read it, but it's just, <sighs> there are words for it. Um, okay, sorry, let me, uh, continue. I just wanted them to meet their grandchildren, she whispered, more tears threatening to spill. Her father stirred, his eyes fluttering open. He managed a small smile as he looked upon the two of them. Do you not have more important things to do? Her father's voice was quiet as he spoke, his words coming out croaky. Rowan huffed out a laugh. There's nothing more important than me being here, Papa. She gripped her father's hand tight, his own grip weak, so different from the man he used to be. She held on tight as her father closed his eyes again, his head falling slightly to the side. Aelin tried to hold back the sob that threatened to come out. Rowan's hands were on her back rubbing soothing circles. She didn't know how long she sat there. The day had turned to night. Healers had been in once more, lighting candles on their way, bathing the room in a soft glow. They never approached Aelin, nor did they engage in any conversation. They knew she was mourning, so they gave her space. Rowan had retreated to their own rooms a while ago, letting her have these last moments alone with her father. When the candles had burned themselves out and the room had finally plunged into darkness, the only light from the moon in the window, she stood from her father's side. She placed a kiss on his forehead, whispering, I love you. She didn't expect a response, but her father's voice whispered out his response. I love you too, Fireheart. Aelin couldn't help the tears this time, letting them fall as she tried to comprehend what was happening. 
cry, do you cry? I don't want you to leave. She managed to get out the words the get the words out between her sobs. I have tried to be strong for you and for everyone else around me, but she hiccuped. What will I do without you? You are the strongest, most brave woman I know. I forgot how to say her Aelin. name. Aelin. It's like the letter A and yeah. then Lin. Yeah. He took Aelin. a deep breath, his lungs wheezing. And even though I am leaving, it doesn't mean that I won't be right by your side. Your mother and I will be with you for eternity. Until we meet again in the afterlife. Papa. Oh, shit. <laughs> we are... Another deep breath. We are so proud of you. Of what you've become. She felt her soul being crushed as he said those words. Her father patted the space beside him, and she didn't hesitate to crawl beside him and curl into him. There are so many things I wanted to show you, to experience with you. She found his hand again, holding tight. I wanted to give you grandchildren, and I wanted you to see the theater we built for Mama. Sorry, Mama. I'm sorry, I, I know I said it like that, and I, I realized it as I said it, and I was like, I'm gonna pretend, I'm gonna hope Liz didn't notice, but there we go. silent a while. Aelin could still feel the rise and fall of his chest, a relief. She didn't stir as the healer came in the room. She took one look at Aelin and her father and left just as quickly as they had arrived. Aelin remained cur curled to her father's side, sleep finding her soon enough. She dreamed of her mother mostly, of their lives together, of the happy memories they had shared. The dream was bright and lovely, full of laughter and love and pure joy, and moments before she woke, her father entered that dream too. His face no longer worn with age, but youthful, vibrant. Her parents smiled at her, their own hands clasped together as they waved to Aelin. She tried to hold on, hold on to that picture of them, but all too soon her eyes opened and she knew. The morning had not yet come, the sky still speckled with stars. She did not move, her eyes staring out to the sky beyond, wishing she could rewind the night and say goodbye one last time. The soft rise and fall of her father's chest had ceased, his light breaths no more. Aelin summoned all the energy she had, sliding off the bed and standing. She did not face her father, who would be lying there, unmoving, gone. So she slipped out the door to find the guards outside, standing to attention. I need you to fetch Rowan and a healer. Aelin did not know how she sounded so calm, her voice strong and commanding, not when she felt like she was falling apart. Both her parents lost the inescapable doom of time. Although Aelin knew it was coming, that one day she would have to say goodbye to the ones she loved, still she did not feel prepared for when it hit. She never thought that the last time would be the last time, the absence of them enveloping her. Your Majesty. The healer curtsied low as she halted in front of her. My father... <clears throat> She cleared her throat. He is gone. The healer rose, nodded once, and entered the room behind her. Aelin remained in the hallway. The quietness that had been there before was broken by the sounds of footsteps from all directions. More healers entered the room, all of them curtsying low as they took in Aelin. Two new guards arrived, but the person she wanted the most was nowhere to be seen. Your majesty. A small voice from behind her. This is for you. I love how upbeat you sound when, like, the whole castle's in mourning. I was just like, um, <laughs> your majesty. I was girl handed Aelin a piece of rolled parchment, her father's messy scribbles visible on one side. Thank you. She waited outside of the room. Fireheart? At the sound of her mate's voice, she broke. Rowan caught her before she hit the ground, his muscled arms coming around her, an unyielding force. It's alright, I'm here. She sobbed. She let her cries fill the hallways. She unleashed the pain and utter heartbreak within, her body shaking in the arms of her mate as he held her steady on the floor. 
Let it out. I'm here. He kissed her head as she cried into his chest, her tears soaking the shirt. He's gone. Another sob. They're both gone. I know, Fireheart. I know. Rowan stroked her back as she clenched his shirt in her hands, her sobs easing lightly, but slightly, the tears still running down her cheeks like rivers. Why? She looked at him, his pine green eyes already on her. He kissed her forehead and pulled her in close, hugging her tight as he gave another soft kiss on her head. There is no explanation good enough to say why we lose the people we love, he murmured. Aelin what sniffed. an intense line for a pick. Love it. <laughs> it's very in character, which I really like. Um, Aelin sniffed, letting out a heaving sigh as she let the tears continue to fall. I'm never gods. She furiously wiped at her face. It isn't fair. Her voice a whisper. They'll always be with you. Wherever life takes you, they'll be there. She wiped away the tears with her shaky hands. I just want one more day with him. To hug him goodbye again. To tell him I love him. Rowan stroked her hair, kissing the top of her head, holding her closer as she cried. They didn't say anything for a while longer, Rowan holding her all the while. They ignored the comings and goings of the staff, Rowan making sure no one disturbed them. Aelin did not know how long she stayed there with Rowan, but the sun had fully risen in the sky, its rays shining through the large window, bathing the hallway in glorious warmth. Fireheart? She glanced up. It's time, my love. She stood in time to see her father being carried out of the room. His body draped in white linen, a single white lily placed in the center of his two still chest. It had been a tradition in Terrasen for hundreds of years to follow the dead to each of their resting places. The first being the healer's wing, where they would be embalmed and priestesses would come to pray for their souls. The second place being the morning room within the palace, where families and friends would come to pay their respects. The final spot would be the burial. Her father would be buried next to her mother, their bodies laid to rest together, as they had always requested. Rowan placed his hands on her back, his touch soothing and steady. So I'm going to go ahead and just, like, end there. There's a couple more pages, but it's um really just, like, the burial, like, basically what they just described. Like, they're going to the healer's wing, then uh, the close room, then the burial, and then um, she reads that letter from her father, and it's, like, just him saying, like, he's proud of her, he's always going to be there with her, like, in spirit, and that he loves her, and that they'll be together again one day. And it's, like, it's really, it's really cute. Um, I, I really... I, I like this fic. Um, it made me realize how much I need to reread the series. Um, I love it so much. And um, yes, there's a lot wrong with it. Sarah J. Mass is like not the greatest author, nor is she the greatest person. Um, and I'm not like a Sarah J. Mass stan. Like I'm not gonna defend her <laughs> or her writing. I just like her books and her storytelling. Like like you remember? Like I'm literally reading Cassandra Clare's latest book right now. Like I cannot talk about problematic authors. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> We we talk a lot about a lot of shit on the okay, show. Okay, but like side that. note, like I remember how we talked about how, like Cassandra Clare and how her books were originally like Ron and Ginny fanfic. Yeah. So the series, like I'm reading her, um, it's the sequel to the prequel series of oh, her main that. series, and um, and I like was reading it and I was thinking earlier about like just about how we you know talked about her old Harry Potter fanfic days and I realized that the ship that she has written into um this book and i don't want to spoil it for anyone who might be reading it but it's literally a draco and harry ship oh it's it's the blonde mean bully dating the guy i mean to be fair the other guy isn't so much like harry as the other guy is like draco well she isn't she one of the people who coined finn and draco wasn't that why we were talking true no that's true she did but like i mean that's like this guy is more like canon draco than I mean, I he, he, the way he he started out as like Canon Draco, and now because of the ship, he's like very fanon. And I'm like, now I'm like, this feels like you wrote a Draco and Harry fic and made it into your story. 
honestly a queen. The fact that she can profit off of this. Yeah, honestly, like, yeah, I honestly wild. can't even be mad. The fact that she's, like, fucking profiting off that. Um, good, good for her. But also, like, I know she's apparently not the nicest person, so maybe not good for her. But who are we to judge author's morality? Like I said, I, I read Sarah J. Mass, so. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I definitely am going to keep consuming stuff with immortal immortality, um, specifically <laughs> good Twilight fix. Speaking of, um, I finally found the fucking, I'll talk about it in a minute, actually. I don't want to, like, cut Liz off. But Liz, are you going to keep reading Immortal Fix? Um, I don't necessarily read Immortal Fix as much as I watch shit that has immortals in it. So totally that's kind fair. of kind of where I'll be at. Okay, that makes sense. But I wanted to say, I found finally found a Twilight fic that kind of had what I was looking for. It was a little, like, mm-hmm. um, I didn't want something raunchy. It had a bit of raunchiness in it. I just, so, like, you guys know, like, when I look for a Twilight fic, all I wanted to read about is, like, them in the future where, like, Bella is part of the Shiny Squad and Renesmee doesn't have to be there. I don't care if she's there. Like, I just want to read something where it's, like, 100 years in the future and they're, like, they go to high school together or something. And not even 100 years. Like, I just want them, like, them, like, doing mundane mm-hmm. stuff together. Like, I just want to read about Bella and Edward. Or not even just Bella and Edward, but, like, literally any of the Cullens, like, in their canon ships, um, going to school together or something. Like, post-Twilight, like, time. I just, to me, like, that is, like, that's all I want. But for some reason, throughout the hundreds of thousands of Twilight fics, I can't find any like that. So, and so that's why when I always say, like, send me good Twilight fix, I specifically mean fix that are, like, what I'm describing. And um, I found one that was kind of similar. I don't remember the author. I just remember it was called Lunchtime. It was on Archive of Our Own. And it was, like, in the future where they're all, like, vampires and they're all going to high school together or something. And they're all sitting together. And um, Bella, like, lets her mental shield down um, so Edward can hear. And literally she starts, like, fucking, like, mind fucking <laughs> what and i was like not prepared for that because i was like ooh, like i looked at the description not even looking at the tags i was like wait they're, they're, they're in high school together this is what i want and so i open it and i mean it's not like explicit it's just like bella being like i'm horny and like it's like i like she's like this is what's happening in my fantasy and she lets edward see and then alice is like okay and like jasper like feels the horniness he's like can you guys stop and alice is like you guys need to cut it out because um if you don't stop right now i see you guys skipping next period to go fuck in the bathroom and you guys are gonna ruin it <laughs> um and i just okay thought, yeah i just thought it was really funny but it was it was it was good fic like it was a good fic because it had what i wanted it's just 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 the ed bella interaction or like any interaction post twilight that's all i want that's all i want why is everything in au liz um well i'm happy you were able to find something kind of like it yeah i just like every single twilight fic is like an au of some kind I and i'm like i'm glad that people like are expressing their creative freedom that way but can they express it in a way that i like thank you <laughs> I know that I could commission somebody, but I don't know anybody who would write for Twilight. So if you would write for Twilight in what I am talking about, Let hit me up. Know. Yeah, like email us or contact me directly on social media and we can like talk pricing because I would absolutely be willing to commission somebody for this if they had the writing style that I'm envisioning. Um, speaking of social media, Liz, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at Lazily Liz. What about you, Gabs? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at Flighty the Nerd. Uh, Liz, where can we find more about the show? You can find the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Trope Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Trope Podcast or their Tropes Battles for Dominance. If you need to email us for any, any reason, such as good Maze Runner fix or talking to Gabs about commissioning pop commissioning possibly a twilight fanfic or a good twilight fanfic yes please. email us at tropedominance at gmail.com rate follow comment subscribe whatever it is wherever you listen to this podcast it helps us a lot 
Thank I'm you. literally not joking about the Twilight fic, by the way. Like, I will commission that. Okay, bye, guys! Bye! <laughs>